G'day guys, welcome to episode 40 of All Things Kings, Karen the Big 4-0. How are you going? Very good. Very, very, very good. You sound I good, can man. actually um you sound good. Thank you. <laughs> I can actually remember my dad's 40th birthday. What's that? I can actually remember my dad's 40th birthday. How old is Richard? Yeah. 60, so maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe I don't. Oh yeah, I was two, so I do remember. It's actually, actually my dad's birthday on the weekend too. Happy birthday, Eric. Yes, I'll let him know you said that. He'll, he'll probably hear it. He will. Every week. So, um, but uh, yeah, how was your weekend? Chiller. Chiller? Yeah, no, no, Chiller it wasn't. Vanilla? It, was, it was average, to be honest. Um, yeah. We'll get into the game in a yep. bit, but obviously, again, not the result we wanted. Yep. But then I had Indian on Saturday night, which nice. made my night a lot better. Nice. Very quiet night. One Coke at the pub and then yep. back home to eat Full some sugar Indian. or no sugar? Full sugar. Nice. Yes. Did they put in the... No. <laughs> ah, and I'll explain. I'll explain why I get full sugar. Yeah. And obviously, shout out to our major sponsor, the Kesey Hotel. They, they slip up. One, one young man <laughs> slipped up. I'm very precious about my Coke spreaders, as, as you know. And I'm a Coke Zero man, as yeah, yeah. everyone knows. Yeah. So I ordered a Coke Zero, and their solution to a Coke Zero was half Coke, normal Coke, <laughs> and then half soda water, which was bizarre. Bizarre. So now I, I just get full strength yeah, Coke. You have to. Um, and then cop the sauté. Sunday, did a bit of house hunting. Ooh. Um, yep. All right. Have a look at a place in Forsyth Complex. Yep. So you guys going to be neighbours? Potential neighbours in the future, but yeah, we'll see. What enough. about you, Brad? What about me? So, um, sad day. <laughs> sad day was a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely exhausted me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely exhausted me. Um, didn't stick around a lot for the A grade because I had to head home. Yeah. Had a bit of a tummy bug. Yes. Don't know where from, but um, it, it got me good. Feeling better? I'm feeling better now. But, um, totally had, good. Went out, to do, went out to dinner on Saturday night because I'd already committed to going to an Indian restaurant, which didn't go hand in hand with my tummy bug. Yep, probably um, the worst thing you could yeah. go and have. But I held on, I held on. Um, what did you order? I was just like a thieving share, sort share. of thing, yeah. yeah. Um, had a bit of a quiet one, which was good. And then Sunday, went to hang out with Soph because she was going to surgery the next day, so yep. Monday. Yesterday. Which went well. Which went very well. Yep. Um, she's in a fair bit of pain, but um, apparently she's uh, restricted to sitting down on the couch for the next two weeks. Yeah. How bad is that? Yeah, that sounds That's pretty awful. So bad. So, so if I'm thinking about you, um, keep going strong. Yeah. Well said, bro. <laughs> Inspirational stuff. Oh, jeez. Um, let's, let's move on. But yeah. Let's move on, I guess. So you have to mention our sponsors that we haven't mentioned in a few weeks. Rick Silver. Yeah. Full Rick Pickles. Yeah, Rick Pickles. Love Released Rick. new hats recently. Yeah. Don't know if you can get 25% off with all things kids on them. But you can get get it for get it for the rest of the range. So make sure you do that. Bit of housekeeping, I guess. Of course, the wine sale ends this Sunday. Yes, which is a big deal. So if you haven't bought your wine, make sure you do it. Otherwise, you're an idiot. Yep, you're an absolute idiot, and I hate you. If you need help with it, just send Brad's a message. Give you your hand. <laughs> Please don't. But I can't help you out. Um, any other housekeeping? No. Nah. Let's get into the games, I reckon. So we'll start off with the D grade. Heading out to PAC on the weekend and going down three goals, six twenty-four to eight goals, eleven fifty-nine. We don't have the best players or goal kickers here, which is a bit unfortunate. But I'll head to the ladder. That's their season over. Yeah, that is their season over. I head to the ladder. They finished in ninth place. So, Titan points up until seven. How many were in the league? Uh, ten. Oh, but they were, they were Titan points 
to seventh place, just the percentage got them in the end. And what a good season in the end in terms of getting, yeah, I getting mean, um, numbers out and for sure. you know, making sure they've got a team every Sneathy, week. Sneathy and the boys, Sneathy, Andy and Petty Jones, they got, they've got to have a lot of um, congratulations given to them Absolutely. because they've done a great job. Should be super proud they've because, I mean, job. I spoke to Sneeder earlier in the season or about midway through the season. And um, you know, no forfeited games is incredible. Is is unreal for a D grade, and that's credit to him and the like. You said the other coaches, you know, really making boys want to come out and play for them. Yeah, so. good, good stuff for the boys that kept on coming out yeah, too. Absolutely. Um, and now onto the C grade, a big, big win, one hundred and five points in the end. Yeah, twenty one goals, 11, 137 to five goals, two thirty two against Morfield Park well at Kellett Reserve, i.e. the pasty, the pasty. Big win. So yep. our goal kickers were Charlie Bowen with one who came halfway through the game. As well, well I was there. A, puzz- was a puzzling experience. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. It sort of annoys me a little bit, but anyway. Tom Grove popped up with one. We love to see. Love, I, and it was a great goal. I didn't see it. It was very, he stepped some blokes. Grover. He looks like Pendles, basically. Pendles. Yeah. Back to his old tricks. Yeah. Maxi Cowan with one. Tommy Daniel with one. Jaden Magoo McGregor with two. What a beast. He is a beast. What a beast. Big right. boy. Ryan Evans with two, and our man, yep. Sludgy with 13. Well done, Sludgy. To tie the leading goal kicker in the league. He's Incredible. a beast. And like last player to do that? Who? Lance Franklin. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> let's, let's get to the ladder. So where they finished? They finished in second spot. That means they will face Adelaide. Uni. Spuny this week. Yep. Big game. Rivalry game. BDO clash. BDO clash. Still not sure who we're going to go for. I'm not sure either. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's a massive game for the Kings. So let's hope they get up there against their rivals, Adelaide University. Yep. Shout out to our boy Tom as well, playing for Tom. Is yep. it? Tom. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> Play for you. Tom we, we love yep. Tom. Um, brother of Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we think. Yeah, we, we're not sure. We think. I could just ask him, really. Yeah. Check his LinkedIn connections. Um, um, we'll get into the B grade now. Jeez, what a win this was. I mean, we were down. Six goals, four forty to one goals, five eleven against Morfield Park. Of course, at halftime, so I didn't know what to think. Yeah, going into halftime, you're stunned. Stunned. I was yeah. like a stunned mullet. Yeah, <laughs> so good analogy, we, Brent. You know, it wasn't wasn't we were thinking we we're going to roll in to beat these boys. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough game, but we thought it'd be a bit easier than this. You were reflecting on Norwood Oval night. Yes, when we beat them by hundred points in the wet. When you were basically walking around with the ball. <laughs> Bizarre game. Bizarre <laughs> game to watch. Bizarre was, game. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're up and about. They're up by, what, 29 points at halftime. And part of me felt like we were done and dusted. Yep. The other part of me felt like, you know what? We'll be okay. Great mentality, Brad. It's <laughs> the real mentality of the We'll come back. And by God, did we come back. At the end of the third quarter, sorry, the score was five goals, nine, 39 to six goals, six, 42. So we piled on the pressure. Yeah. And the goals in yep. the third quarter, led by our man, Marley Morby. Hand and Morby. Hand Morby. And Oscar Satala as well, who were both excellent in the third quarter. Then Scotty Fisher as well was great. Yeah. And then um, in the fourth, it was just. The bad team got over the top a little bit. Eight goals, seven fifty-five to Moorfield Park to nine goals, eleven sixty-five to the Kings. There were a few times where we got up by a goal or two. And I thought, oh, it's done because there was no clock. One of the most yeah. annoying, <laughs> annoying things. Look, Moorfield oh, Park, man. Morphy Park, you've done a great job with the rooms. Very, very great good. job with the club rooms. Well done. Yes, well done. Oval could use some work. 
Out of their control. Out of their control. Yeah. School board? In their control. In their control. Put I, I don't care about the analog scoreboard. I can live with that. Put a timer on there. Yeah. Put a timer on there. Or, I'll pay for it. Or, <laughs> or just pay a little kid yeah. to just <laughs> hold something up and just flick numbers down <laughs> until we... I know, I know. It's mind honestly, when you think about it, what do you want me to do? I'm rotating at six minutes. You want me to count that in my head or what? What do you, like actually? I would like you to get it, what yeah. do you want me to do? Like I don't can't read a sundial, so <laughs> you know. Nah, I mean, does my head in? And I, I think it. we I venture out to another oval this week. Yes, Mitchum. With, with no, no score, clock, no clock. Yeah, it's just Jeez, like that is so annoying. We should, <gasps> for time. we should take the Haslam board with us. Yes. <laughs> Smart. You can put it on your roof racks. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine right. that going down the wrong. <laughs> Down. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. yeah, great win in the end. Win. And our goal kickers were Liam Bennett with one, Peter Clay with one, Oscar Satala with one. Thought it was two, but that's one. Um, Miley Ham Morby with two, and Tommy Tucker Evans with four, which is excellent. And then our best players, Cal Green yep. in at sixth best, Peter Clay in at fifth, Milo Ham Morby in at fourth, Vanka Sivashanka. In the third, Tommy Berry in at second, and Matty Howe in at first. So a good, well good done. finish from the boys yep. in the B grade. Um, and now onto the ladder for the twos. So we, of course, finished first. Minor premiers, great stuff. And we will take on Jeps Cross this week, which is a big game as they beat us last time we met. And yes. now um, onto the A grade. Do you want me to take this one? You take it. All right, cool. So A grade, bit of a tough loss. What was a tough loss. We'll just glance gl- over to the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, so nine goals, nine, 63 to the Kings, to 13 goals, 13, 91 to Morphville Park. And our goal kickers were Lockie Jones with one, our man Jack Green with two. Two very, very, very good goals. <laughs> All right. Both from straight in front. Nice. One, I got a 50 metre. <laughs> did you? Oh, you weren't there for it, oh, were you? Got 50 metres. Yeah. Right to the goal 25. score. 25, sorry. Man, I was so happy. So <laughs> guaranteed goal. Anyway, move uh, on. Why did you get the 25? Oh, because he ran at me front on when I took the mark and just bulldozed me over. Oh, idiot. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah, I did can't. put my foot out like Toby Green, though. <laughs> I was at 12 through two. Alex Horst with four. What does he finish on then? 107. 107. Amazing. Charles Canney in at six best. Yes, six best. Nick Worrell, fifth best. Gabe Finneman. Great he, to he see. Was, Beast. He was good. From what I saw, he was good. Took a really good mark that I saw in the back lines. And more. Yeah, and more. Sorry, I didn't see the whole whole thing, Gabe. You had a tummy bug. It's fine. <laughs> did he? Oh, me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Alex Catford, third best. Who probably absolutely destroyed his leg on the weekend. Yep. Last, <laughs> last <laughs> he reckons last three seconds of the game, literally. <laughs> he, Nightmare. Nightmare. Hope he's back this week. He is. He, he will be. Yep. Lockie Jones, second best, and Isaac 12 three best player. Well done. So for the ladder, what does that mean, Karen? That means Pembroke always finished minor, minor premiers still. Back to back. True, back yep. to back. That means we take on Smosh Westlakes this week. Yeah. We met recently. Yep. Didn't go to plan recently. But whatever. I've got full confidence. As do I. The boys are going to come out firing this week. Smosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, And that all three games will be at Mitchum Oval, of course. Yep. So Agro Big as Ken Barker Reserve. No. Thomas Price. So close. Very <laughs> sure Ken Barker was a teacher in the junior school. But <laughs> also, we must say about the Agro before we go, 
um, of course, Alex Rowe. Some pretty, oh, yes. some pretty horrifying scenes from what I, from what I heard. Yeah. Um, so just copped a big knee to the big back. Big knee to the back. Fractured vertebrae. Taken away in the ambulance to yep. hospital. Fractured vertebrae. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's him for the season. But, you know, I, he, I messaged him. I said, he was like, oh, pretty flat to be missing finals. I was like, mate, I, my theory is mm. if it's the head or the back, yep. who cares about footy? Just get better. Yeah. Because, like, call. that's stuff that's going to sit with you forever. I mean, injuries yep. to an extent sit with you forever. Yeah. But you don't want to fuck with your head or your back. Definitely not. So, um, well put, Brad. Yeah. I just said to him, don't worry about that, mate. Just get better. That's all that matters. Footy's footy. Like, but we love it. Like Delo Lama, mate. True. Got all the advice. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Well, no, nah, it's well said, Brent. Um, True. Obviously, Roz's health is yes. front of our mind. And yes. And we're thinking of Roz all the time, aren't we, Jack? Yep. But no, um, that's all we got. I reckon let's get to our guest. Yes. Massive one tonight. Very big. Club legend. Tommy Tucker Evans. Welcome. Cool. <laughs> Karen, a big honor for us tonight. It 250 is. gamer. Yep. Tom Tucker Evans joining us again. Repeat guest. Repeat guest. Very when excited. Was, what episode was it? You probably know Tucks. Yeah, pretty early on in the first first hand for when it was a little bit shorter. I reckon it was not yeah. 10. What was I it? Say. Um, we'll go with 10. Yeah, we'll go with 10. But um, yeah, Tucks, welcome to the show again. Thanks for having me, boys. Such an honour. Um, you know, big week, as you said, with the uh, the 250 this week. But um, yeah, it's the only podcast I've said yes to. We've had, <laughs> we've had Dylan Games, we've had Dylan Friends, we've had the Howie Games, yeah. Fleming and the Bowologist, the great cricketer. But uh, no, looking forward to it, boys. Good to Fair be enough. back. Fair enough. Good to have you back. Well, um, should we go to the questions we yeah. ask? Every- yeah, let's do, let's it. do it. All right. So, I mean, how long have you been at the club now? Yeah, so listeners from last year remember a few of these, yes. but um, yeah, we'll, just, we'll just cover them for the... Um, you know, for the show, but 2008 was my first year out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, came straight after school. I remember going to the first preseason training session, having to run up the parade and um, things like that. But yeah, 2008, and uh, yeah, it was hooked from the from the moment I came. So 2021, it's been a long time now. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to leave, runs up the parade back in 2008. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't we don't need to <laughs> Happy to leave them there. <laughs> what about your favourite game over that time? Favourite game, yeah. Um, like I said last time, hard to go past the... Um, the grand final victory, you know, it was um, 2016, so it'd been a while at the club. We'd had some lean times, but, um, you know, to be able to finally win that premiership, it felt like a big monkey off the back sort of thing because we'd come close. We'd played in a couple of prelims and we started getting into a few final series as, um, as we'd been around the club a bit, but we really built towards that, that premiership and knocking off Athelstan, who'd been the form side all season, was uh, excellent. But, you know, you think some of the other really good wins, 2010 beating Ross Trevor out at Campbelltown Oval, um, you know, even this year playing B grade and beating Smosh out here was a really good win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just some of those some of those wins that really mean something. I remember beating Scotch out here last game of the year in 2013 to get into the finals. Um, that was the famous Ben Hill Ling Pinchgate um, <laughs> uh, match. But uh, yeah, a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Sure. What about your least favourite? Least favourite? Yeah, there's always there's been some tough days. Um, you know, I think of trips out to Flinders Park and Smosh Westlakes in the early days when. Um, they'd have some big solid boys who would do a bit of a number on you. Um, you know, even 2018, 19, I remember playing Plimpton out here. I think we only kicked two goals for the game. and um, Lean days. But yeah, <laughs> back then. As you always so remember. Especially yeah. if you up full forward. Yeah, yeah got to watch a lot of the play. I put on a little bit of weight those couple of seasons. <laughs> it wasn't uh, getting the heart rate up as much. Yeah, great. And um, favourite person out of the club, Tux? Favourite person. Oh, there's a lot, you know. Obviously, you bikes at the moment getting the podcast going each week. <laughs> sure. It's um, bring you back, of course. Yeah, <laughs> doing doing the hard work. But you know, you think 
you think about the um, the work that you blokes have done and the guys around. We're building a culture now. Um, so, and this doesn't happen without the hard work. So, you know, you blokes doing this has been great. But you think of guys like um, Nick Bentley, some of the characters around the club, um, still going, still trying to put his hand up to get a game. And, you know, he's going to be a part of a final series again. Um, and, you know, whenever you get bugged about, you know, you're getting a bit older now, you reckon your days are, days are up soon, you say, well, bust is still at the club. So, <laughs> you know, you got Ben still out here and, um, you know, Scotty Fisher, seeing him, you know, his training sessions involve walking around in sand shoes. <laughs> um, you know, Charles Canney, great mates growing up and, you know, playing in a premiership together and he's one of the, you know, greatest role models a kid could have at the club. Um, yeah, just been some amazing people. You know, think of Scotty Whiteman in the early days. Um, I could just I could just go on with the names. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I, st- I don't think I've seen Fishy complete a full training session ever. Not since we've been in the club. Ever? Nah, not in my time. But that's, my he's time. all about. But he comes out on Saturday. He gets it. He gets it done. Be, he gets on ground. Done. The yeah. grand grand final. Yeah. I mean, he gets it done. Clean player. Yeah. And he, uh, he's my dad still says he's one of his favourite players to watch. Just <laughs> picks up the footy cleanly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Great player. You, you know, bloke should have seen him back in sort of school footy first out. He would fly for speckies and <laughs> injure himself every time, but geez, he could get up. Maybe we can wind back the clock <laughs> soon. Uh, and uh, for those that haven't listened before, Tux, what do you do for work, mate? Uh, yeah, still teaching at the school. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place to be, teaching uh, health PE, a little bit of science. Uh, took the science class off to Herbray for an excursion yesterday, which was, which was really fun. Yep. Um, What's his specialty, science teaching? Science teaching specialty. Um, I just finished writing a uh, living in a food web test. So Ooh. looking at photosynthesis, <laughs> respiration, flow of energy, that sort of thing. Yeah, so love our heads. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they floated the year eight science carrot in front of me, but so, uh, <laughs> I look at some of the topics and I reckon year seven's my go at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so teaching at the school and coaching cricket still, which is good. We had our first pre-season training tonight and I got the boys to... Um, you know, put their full kit on, pads, gloves, uh, helmet, everything, and do a beep test. So, um, <laughs> you know, just, just a really good one to work on the fitness, and um, I think they were happy to be back in Kenzie Oval. Tux, Tux was telling me that one of the young fellas got 11 in the beep test with oh all his pads on, helmet oh on as well. Is that right? Helmet on, but I think he was wearing keeping pads. He forgot his bat, so he had like one of those half bats, so he's had to really bend <laughs> over to get his... I said you can hit your bat behind the line, but... Um, yeah, that's pretty uh, impressive. It was classic. It was good. And um, single or taken, Tucker? Uh, still taken, yep. Yeah. Um, been with Bianca since the last podcast. Oh, yep. wow. Um, yeah, so uh, it's going well. She's... Um, yeah, been a good, uh, you know, good good person to have in my life, and um, yeah, pretty much living together now, yep. which is good. She just brought in a, um, she's got a king size bed brought in because she wasn't mm. happy with oh. the size of my bed. <laughs> yeah. um, it's game changing. It's game, it's I, was, <laughs> I was really comfortable in my previous bed, so um, <laughs> but no, she's been really good. Cooks great meals. I'm pretty busy during the day and can't cook much, and yeah. Although she's put a bit of a ban on my um, Pepsi Max. I really, you know, <laughs> as Greeny, I listen to Greeny talks about his Coke, Coke Zero, Zeros yeah. on the way home. Um, yeah, I'm a man for the no sugar soft drink as well. Um, yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi Max. Max. I'll lean to them. Yeah. They're just they're just so refreshing. She yeah. said no more. Too she many. Said, she said no more. Before she sort of moved in, I would, um, you know, have the 10 pack in the fridge <laughs> and um, have one at the end of a day. It's just so refreshing. Um, it's great. And you don't feel guilty about it either. No sugar. No sugar. Um, but yeah, so she's um, stopped me getting it. So whenever there's something to be picked up from the shop, I always put my hand up because that's where I sneak one in on the drive home. Um, so yeah. actually good magicians now. don't reveal their secrets. Yeah. So yeah. We can cut that bit out. Yeah, we'll cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the outtakes at the end of the season. So Tux, game 250 this week. Since you're a past guest, we thought we'd ask you more about, you know, the upcoming milestone and um, how the club's changed over that time as well. Um, so, first of all, how do you feel about getting to 250? 
Oh, it's nice. Um, you know, you, I guess given that it's a final series, you'll sit back afterwards and um, and reflect on it a little bit more because I guess we've got a job to do mm-hmm. this week and the week after. Um, but, you know, when you sit back and think of all the games you've played, the people you've played with over the years and, um, you know, still loving my footy more than ever. And I think of the, you know, the reason you keep coming is the feelings that you get playing footy, like running out with your mates um, on a Saturday, um, you know, kicking a goal is a great feeling, um, singing the song with your mates after a win. Um, you know, mum and dad still never miss a game. And, um, you know, dad was even standing behind the goals, fetching the ball on the weekend to, um, <laughs> you know, because the Moorfield Park blokes were slowing the game down. But, you know, those sorts of things. And going to dinner at their place on a Sunday night to reflect on the game and talk about it still feel like a – it mm. makes you feel like a 15-year-old kid again. Um, but, yeah, really love, um, you know, playing for the Kings. And 250 means a great deal. I mean, like I said, we'll put it to one side for Saturday, focus on the game. But then afterwards, I'm sure we'll reflect a little bit and then um, hopefully move on to next week. Absolutely. And um, so when you got to the club all those years ago, was longevity one of your goals? Yeah, I mean, I've always sort of been of the belief. I've had a lot of people say that um, you're a long time retired. So, you know, still 31 and feeling feeling fresh and feeling, you know, touch wood as good as ever. So, yeah. and I think once you commit to something, you, you do it properly. Like, I think you never miss a training. You um, have your extra kicks after training. And it's good to see that little crew grow over the years, you know, saucy and now was and even Sixty comes out and have a uh, bit of a kick at goal so yep. you know once you commit you do it properly you get involved with the, the social side the committee um, you know and you really put in properly but as we said before you know the, the fact that clubs turned around so much in the last few years um, we've, we've seen a lot, a lot of peaks and troughs over the years but this is you know I've never seen anything like this at the club f- um, with four men's teams and a women's side and you know last week when we had three teams at Haslam a women's final across the road um, kids lining up to come out to the club. Um, you know, we've got young leaders stepping up now and presenting awards at presentation nights. It's, it's a really special place to be at the moment. You know, the Kenzie's packed after a game and, yeah, I think, um, you know, the future's bright for the Kings. So. Yeah, for sure. So um, I dare say you've probably done the 250 in record time as opposed to everybody else that's hit it. So how many games do you reckon you've missed in your 250? So I definitely know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to about 160, 170, and then I um, <coughs> took a took a took a, a group of cricketers on an England tour. Yeah. Um, so I missed three games there, um, and then missed round one this year because I was in the oh yes. um, one of the groomsmen in Jake great Webster's fo- wedding. Great photo. Great yeah. photo. Yeah, good photo. <laughs> yeah, very artistic. <laughs> really hidden. Sort of go, giving it the, uh, yeah. you know, the David Brett pose. pose from the <laughs> so three with the cricket tour, one with the wedding, and first ever one through injury this year. Sort of um, did a bit of an AC sprain in the shoulder yeah. and then um, missed the Pulteney game, which is a bit annoying because that was Chucky's big day. But then we had COVID for a couple of weeks, so it gave me a good chance to recover. Yeah. Um, so yeah, five games out of 250. So yeah, pretty happy with that. It's very impressive. It okay. Very, very I'm impressive. Missed more than five games this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's very, very impressive. So touch. You alluded before that you've seen the club go through its peaks and troughs. Can you touch on what you think's been, you know, the most enjoyable periods of time and perhaps the least enjoyable? Yeah. So I mean, when um, <coughs> when Will James Astro came out to coach in sort of. Um, 2013 on that's when we started playing a bit of finals finals footy yeah obviously what coming out as a young kid 2008 18 years old seeing all these older footballers around you johnny cunningham as the coach that was exciting and that got me hooked but we didn't experience much success we were always sort of battling relegation yeah. after they'd had a couple of really good years to go from div four to div two yeah um so 2008 sort of just stuck in div two for a couple of years there but 2013 
um, Astro just brought a bit of excitement um, and a few new ideas and, um, you know, even brought his own sort of Pembroke theme tune, which a few boys know. Um, I think it was called The Mighty Green Men. Um, <laughs> so if you want to recite, I think Berg knows it. I think we can maybe do it. The presentation night. sing it for us. Good. Got a few interesting lyrics. But, um, yeah, 2013, 14, 15, we started playing finals footy. 2014, lost a prelim to Modbury. 2015... Yeah, I remember losing a semi-final to Iggy's, and that was my one fiftieth actually. So hopefully not a um, you know, <laughs> not a moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that sort of period. Then culminating in twenty sixteen. Then obviously going up to Div two, to Div three, to Div four. That was pretty tough times. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, you know that was so one of the sort of lower moments. But the fact that we've been able to, like I said before, do the hard work, get good people involved, um, people helping out, people putting in, you know things like podcasts and all these great events that we got going, a women's team. Um, it's just going from strength to strength. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, like those rough years, 2018, 2019, like they sucked, but that makes times like this. And like while, you know, mm. it was only the big flag last year, it makes times like this where we're much more successful, so much better. Yeah, I feel 100%. Like. Yeah. And that's like what I remember um, in those rough times, thinking like, you know, do I want to keep playing? Like, this is so shit. Yeah. But then coming out and thinking like, no, it's going to get better, and like it has. Well, also it's like during these times, you definitely think about like, I really don't want to go back. Yeah, to yeah those times. Sure. So you're definitely more driven in a sense to to work hard to to stay at the good level we are. Because yep. you can imagine if we came out as young kids and experienced success straight away, which even some of the kids like my even my brother and mm-hmm. that have come out and mm-hmm. experienced. I'm not sure that I think that that mindset when it does get hard. Like later on, be a bit different. You might not be ready for, for it. Sure. So, in a way, Brad's I agree. I'm glad we went through those uh, tougher times. Yeah, they made the good times even better. And yeah. you know, even you're losing footy, but these guys are getting a game, and they don't realise at the time. But they've played a season of A grade footy against men, and you know, probably at a time when you know they could have maybe not got a game or gone somewhere else or done yeah. something else. But sticking through those hard times, like you said, make the makes the good times even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so. How do you think the club has changed from your early days, first of all? And then what do you think has been changing? You probably mentioned it a bit, but what do you think has been changing like most rapidly in the last few years? Changing from my early days? So hmm, I, think, I think it's becoming a bit, of, bit more of a professional sort of place. Um, and it starts from the ground up, you know, getting the committee on board, um, you know, the f- new faces that we've got on, getting people like Peter Reid, Cathy Crothers working with Mark Whiteman, and then it starts with things like merchandise, you know, getting mm. people in the green uniforms, having a look on match day and seeing, you know, a sea of green at the sidelines, and then young kids see that and they think, well, that's a product I want to be a part of. Um, yep. So it's, it's just a whole, um, whole club approach um, from the people you have involved. I think we're really lucky to have these coaches at the moment in Woodsy, Tommy Whiteman, Bevo and Sneathy. They're all coaches that make, make players feel good about themselves. Yep. So going out on match day, they're feeling confident, and they sort of want to do it for those guys. So it takes a whole whole club approach. And I think um, it's sort of becoming more professional um, and having something like a five-year plan with something to work, walk, sort of work towards rather than just going through the motions gives us a bit of direction. So, yep. you know, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, touching on you personally, Tux, what do you reckon you've changed on about your game over the years? Um, yeah, interesting one. Still like kicking goals. Um, <laughs> I remember even when I was... Have you, always, sorry, have you always been full forward? I have, but there was one year, sort of 2009, um, 
Phil Ingerson was coach and I played a couple of A grade games, but mostly B grade. Yeah. And he sort of put me at centre half back and I played <laughs> centre half back for the season. How'd you enjoy that? It was okay. And I used to take the kick ins as well. And I used to like launching a kick in. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever he sort of threw me up forward, I'd always kick a couple of goals and want to sort of go back there. But we got to the finals and we lost the prelim in the end. So we got pretty far. But that was my only year in defence. And then 2010, the next year, played most, yeah, most of the season in the A grade. Mm. And um, Chris Mahaffey sort of had me at full forward and he said, you see why we played you down back all that time, Tux, because, you know, your, your footy's benefiting from it. Um, yeah, I reckon the last couple of years I've been feeling a little bit more mobile as well, so it's been nice to get up the ground and take a few grabs. But I've just always, you know, enjoyed kicking goals, sort of knowing where they are. And, um, you know, I love the skill aspect of the game. Um, so, yeah, I think I've still been that lead-up sort of player, knowing where the, where the space is when it's available and... Um, but, yeah, just trying to do a bit more on ground level and, you know, even on the weekend feeling that, you know, you're getting a few tackles and just t- tapping the ball back in and mm. those sort of pressure acts as well. So, yep. um, yeah, I feel like it's been pretty consistent over the years. Yep. For sure. And how many – sorry, how many goals are we at now? Are you, are you at, sorry, now? Um, yeah, I remember it was up on the team of the century. You night. know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so, I think A grade is like – because there's only been one A-grade goal this year. I think it's yeah. up to 566 now and <laughs> sort of 68 in the B-grade this year. But I'm not sure how many B-grade goals I played, kicked in those um, sort of early years yep, when yep. I was sort of in and out. Yeah. Um, so I guess it'd be around the, you know, near nearing 700-ish. But, you know, who's counting? It's a yep. lot of goals. That is. <laughs> I worked out mine. Um, I told, I told oh, yeah, a few you, other boys. Yeah. Have you hit 50? No, I'm 49 now. 49. Career, that's yeah. career, career. So we've got to get around him for the 50. Yeah, so hopefully it'll come in a final. Ho- hopefully this week. Um, yeah. And I'm expecting the same treatment as what Force got. Yeah, when yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I definitely haven't seen 700 goals at the Kings. Just no, like probably not. Probably not. No, I mean, against us too. Like, <laughs> it's it's yeah, a lot of gold. Find them all together. Yeah. It's uh, wow. It's but you're, you're still always thinking about the next week. You know, I, I need to, and you get to work on Monday, and then sort of. The first question is not how'd you go on the weekend? Oh, yeah. goals? How many goals do you kick? Yeah. And I sort of say, well, do I need to kick goals to play well? I guess playing full <laughs> forward, you probably do. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like it to say, you know, um, how'd your team go? Did you have a good day? And you know, so the pressure does come a little bit to kick goals, but you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. I suppose. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I get into work. Sorry, just, I get yeah. into work now, and the first thing my mate who sits next to me does, he goes, he, he checks to see if I got the best, and and I'll sit down. And he goes, he won't look at me. He'll just go. Okay. I see you didn't get in this week. And I was like, no, I didn't. Thanks for reminding it's me. It's cutthroat, the double page spread of your like, three league results on a Sunday. It is. Yeah. BDO, ex- I expect the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from your experiences over your time, what do you say are like, the staples of a successful football club? Yeah, I mean, like I said before, just everyone getting involved from the ground up, um, from the committee to the players to the coach, having good relationships, having good people. And we're pretty pretty lucky here that over the years that – you know, we always have pretty good people involved and if you're someone that, you know, might not fit in or brings a bit of bad energy, those people haven't, you know, lasted too long and we don't get too many of them. Um, we get some great people coming out of school. Um, I think of the 2016 Premiership and I think we only had two or three guys in the team that didn't go to Pembroke. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's a whole club approach. It's getting everything right from merchandise to the game day experience to um, presentations back at the Kenzie and um, you can see now just with the, the sheer number of people coming back and the four teams and, you know, the women's team and, you know, the D grade having some great results this year. Didn't make the finals, but, um, you know, the fact that they got a team each week, blokes on the bench, that's a, it's a massive win. And, you know, I think you know, it's an exciting time to be around the club. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, 
And so we've discussed a bit on this podcast before that we see one of the main challenges that our club faces right now is getting those year 12s out of school and to the mm. club. Um, and like you said, we've we've addressed the year 12 group and we can't wait to see as many yep. of those blokes out For sure. as possible. But would you be able to touch on just perhaps some of the main challenges, I guess, the club faced in your earlier years? And do you think these, you know, those challenges have been resolved since? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> it's been good to see kids come out. And some, some years you just, for some reason, you have... 10 blokes come out and it's great and what, the next year you might have one yeah. um, so it's always been ebbed and flowed a little bit um, but I think we're starting to get it right in terms of we're in their face a little bit more we have we give them the shirts to the uh, leavers we have the mate I love that board. idea by the way it's, yeah, it's, good. it's a good um, idea yeah. they love it as well free ad free advertising yeah. you know there's no such thing as bad publicity so the club's getting in front of people um, but yeah I guess I guess sometimes kids can be a little bit naive they finish their school footy and obviously wanted to go try and play at a Sandful club, but um, they sort of see, you know, as a first 18 footballer, I don't want to go and play Div 4 footy. Yeah. But as a group of blokes who have played Div 4 footy for three or four years, we know at an A-grade level, it's a great brand of footy. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. pretty tough. Like, there's some pretty seriously good players, ex-AFL, SANFL guys, yeah. and, um, you know, a lot of them go to play for a Div 1 club because they think that's sort of where they need to be and end up playing reserves footy yeah um so to get those guys out would be great and usually they come in groups with their mates um but yeah just continuing to make sure we're breaking down those sort of um breaking down those barriers and those beliefs that div four is maybe beneath a young kid i think it's a great place to start your footy and if you're playing good footy at this grade 20 21 22 you're not going to get left behind there'll be a sandful club that'll give you an opportunity or yeah. pick you up absolutely um, yeah yeah, definitely. And I think that's sort of something I've always said to those who aren't sure whether they want to come, because they say that exact thing, oh, Div 4, and think of it as a lesser sort of standard. I always say, well, come out, give it a shot. Yeah. And if, and and if you are yeah. just genuinely too good, then I'll be the first one to put my hand up and yeah. say, hey, you're too good to play here. Yeah. But like, as you've touched on, we've got some absolute guns around the place and the likes of Forster and Jimmy Allen and oh. Dog and these, Mitch Kerno, these guys have been on AFL lists, SANFL lists. Um, and I mean, like they they're still challenged every single week. Yeah. So it's, e- it's easy to say, no, I'm too good to play Div Four until you do it. Until you do it, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So um, that's how you Div Four medal. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Exactly right. Very true. Um, so, who are some of your favourite sort of lesser known characters from your time at the Kings? So probably lesser guys that yeah, yeah. we don't really know about. A lot of the young kids won't know about. And do you have any good stories? Yeah, that's that's a good one. There are those sort of players that just you know, breeze in and play for a year or two and then you never hear or see from them again. <laughs> the guy that comes out to pre-season training gets introduced to the group, you see him once. Um, I don't know if he's been spoken about. I know you guys have an international uh, audience. Yeah, massive um, international audience. Yeah. Uh, are you still getting the numbers? The yeah, we're not doing no, yeah. So yeah, we're still listening every week. And I've, I haven't checked them in a while, but um, I, pre- I presume that. they're still, yeah. yeah. It used to mostly oh. probably be where Jarvo was travelling, but with COVID. That makes sense. Probably fair, yeah. That makes sense. In terms of characters, there was, um, there's been a couple of good ones. There was one we had an Irish, we, we get a few Irish guys over here. You had this one called Declan Gallon. Um, who played B grade. He was a Gaelic footballer, but he was hard as nails. He would just throw himself in. He was learning the rules. He played some pretty solid solid B grade footy. And then um, we were struggling in the A grade a bit. And one night at training, the coach said, we're having a 100-metre sprint, and whoever wins is playing A grade this week. <laughs> and he, um, he, won the, he won the sprint. <laughs> I don't think Pistol was ever, but yeah. this Declan Gallon won the sprint, and um, he played A grade, and he, he did okay, but he was a character. And I remember... Um, Phil Holbrook was coaching the B grade and we came in, um, you know, before the A grade game and there was a six-pack of Guinness 
and the boys were telling us afterwards that he um, made Declan skull a Guinness after the game. And but then that year we had a fundraiser for Brycey where we played a game of Gaelic football against um, against the soccer club. Yeah, they, they mentioned that yeah. on the pod yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago. So that was really interesting, and he played that, and he played really well. And um, yeah, I remember he gave me and Willow a lift home after the game, and <laughs> it was an interesting time spent in the car. We also had a physio one year, I reckon, and you'd have to ask Buster. Two thousand eight might have been. We had this bloke who came out. As a practice physio and he was massive he was a huge dude and he was pretty strong and he played a little bit of footy and he um got an a-grade game um, <laughs> the physio. he played a game the physio i can't remember what his name was you'd have to ask buster but you know and there's been some great characters some you know some older guys that have been haven't played footy for a while come out and have a kick and um you know smedgy will talk to you about the ant man um, yeah I remember you mentioned he, he that. He wore a glove. Um, <laughs> he possibly wore two gloves. Jimmy Pinkney used to wear two gloves at training, but um, <laughs> you know, we know Jimmy Pinkney was a, a great player. Um, but yeah, it's, that's the thing. If you sit down with a bloke who's been at the club for a while, some of the names that you rattle off and uh, talk about, yeah, there's some classic characters. Sure. So do you reckon there are any like old boys from the club that you think would be great to hear on the pod? All of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, And it's good to see, like, this year playing more B-grade football has been nice to, you know, to uh, share up after the game, have a beer and watch the yep. A grade, and then talk to blokes like Fraser Pinkney and Ben Hilling if he pops in, and these sort of characters. You know, seeing uh, Josh Starkey and Alex Holbrook at the game a couple of weeks ago, you know, absolute legends of the club, and you know they're great people. I think any past player who's played at the club, if they come back to have a beer, and they'll just tell you it's you know it's just like coming back and you know coming home, and you know guys like Nick McCann, Paul McCann, um, these sort of characters. Um, you know, great people to have around the club and the more old sort of, you know, recently retired players we can get around helping out and contributing, the better. Yeah. 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 Send out a few feels. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Send out a few messages, bro. Uh, you got the emails. So. Yeah, true, true. Um, so, Tux, what drives you to keep coming out year after year? Like I said, it's just the feelings that you get playing footy a lot, no other. Um, you know, I like to get the, like I said, I want to get the most out of myself. I want to, um, you know, I, I just love it. I love playing footy. I love the blokes around the club. Um, and I want to just keep going out there and performing. And one of the things, like I said, my parents keep coming and watching every week and they love it. It becomes their social day. So if they keep loving watching me play footy, I'm going to keep loving doing it. Yep. Um, you know, obviously your fitness benefits and your physical health. You can have a, you know, ordinary day at school or, you know, you might not get much sleep the night before so you're tired. But you come out to training and you walk off happy, you're talking yep. to your mates and, you know, just the fitness benefits as well. Um, you know, I've, yeah, I think as long as I can keep going and keep my body fit and keep moving well and keep benefiting the team and the people around me, I'm pretty keen to keep going, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. So you mentioned um, just before about, you know, being in the B grade this year and having the opportunity to come off and have a beer with guys that are out to watch the A grade. So have you found that role change this year and, you know, what do you think you've learned? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it took a little bit of um, transition at the start. Um, you know, you go through a phase where you're thinking, right, I'm going to play as well as I can, try and, you know, get back in the A's when there's an opportunity. But obviously we've got Forster who's dominating and having a great season, which is great. Um, and the depth of the club and the strength of the club has been awesome and it's been great to see young guys step up. Um, and after a few weeks I sort of thought, I was enjoying it, but I thought let's just really embrace it now. Let's be a leader in this B-grade team. Um, let's try and help these young blokes. Like they have got likes of Swatala, Tom Duffy, um, Callum Green, these sorts of guys. It's been great to play around them and feed off their energy a little bit. Um, you know, working with Tommy Whiteman and you know playing again with Scotty Fisher, one of my great mates. Um, and I've just really enjoyed that aspect. And you know, maybe a little less pressure at times, although I still um, prepare like as if I'm playing an A-grade game. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Going back and 
you know, playing that that sort of brand of footy because it's still a still a good sort of footy and um, you know it's been good to it was good to get back into the A's for a game, but um, to go back and you know be a focal point and help the young guys out and you know just reacquaint myself with that type of footy and you know share up and have a beer and watch the A grade. It's been um, you know it's been really fun. Yeah. So, so you mentioned your um, preparations are the same, and I, I can't remember if we spoke about this last time. But can mm. you take us through your pre-game routine? Step by step. Yeah, pretty please. relaxed. Um, you might call me a senior, Nick Worrell. Don't, don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, it's very, um, yeah. Senior I've been Nick a Worrell. bit better this year in terms of like Friday night. I used to have the same meal, but, you know, I have anything on a Friday night now from, you know, fancy burger to a Subway or whatever, a mm. um, bit of pasta. Pretty relaxed in that perspective. But, yeah, really like to organise, you know, get your footy bag packed the night before the game, you know, still the left, left boot on first. Have um, been having fruit chews before the game this year. Been bringing a packet of fruit chews for the I've boys, them, sharing yeah. them around. They're a COVID safe lolly because they're in the individual wrappers. <laughs> Not so really a fan, but <laughs> yeah, some them. aren't. So, and they take a while to eat, so you don't eat as many as if you're just plowing, <laughs> plowing through lollies. True. So, true. Um, but yeah, packing the packing the bag the night before the game and that sort of stuff, and um, yeah, really get inside my own head a little bit. Sometimes it's really good to get in the zone, but um, you know if things happen and. You know, your preparation isn't what it was the week before. You don't, you're not really too fussed with that. Yeah. yeah. It's been getting in my head a bit. Uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the last couple of weeks we've been sitting pretty close to each other in the rooms. I feel like my bag's always near yours. I'm always like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, man. Just like, that's sorry, okay. no, the way. No. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny the things you, like the little habits you mm. just develop. Because I've got a few as well that, yeah, you know, yours, the, yours like the, I, you don't tie shoes up in the warm up. Yeah. yeah I've and then that. boots stay untied. And then, the hair I wash yeah. I, before just before Woodsy dresses I so I wash my hair and make, splash my face in the shower. I do that too. Not so much a routine, mine's more so I get so hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine originated out of having hair that yeah, got in my yeah, face, yeah. and now yeah. it's just become a habit. The boots untied is extraordinary. I remember noticing that in the early days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your feet would be moving around. No, nah, actually, all right. So because I double socket. He, he does. Yeah, yeah I've seen. I've noticed. Probably just time up from now, but <laughs> anyway. Um, now, Tux, we saw your brother Mark step back mm. from SANFL earlier in the year, obviously having a really, really successful career. Mm. Um, should Kings fans be getting excited about anything? Well, it's an interesting one. Um, I've spoken to him a little bit, giving him a bit of time just to, you know, think to himself. And, yep. um, you know, that was, a real, that was a bit of an emotional time. It was really nice that he got that farewell game for the Double Blues. Yep. Um, and it was good to be able to play B grade, actually, and get down and watch it. Mm. Um, pretty emotional in the rooms afterwards, actually. Um, you know, I lost it for one second and uh, there's a few tears there and all these other stirp blokes have been sitting around saying, what is this bloke? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, you follow their journey and you get right into it and, you know, you live and breathe it with them. So, but it was a really nice farewell. Good that he got that win against South Adelaide to finish off his career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he's pretty happy with his decision to call it quits on the Sandful now because I think he's still having those hamstring tendonitis issues and, yeah. you know, he's still running though and... Um, I know he's had a lot of um, offers from clubs and people ring him up and things like that, but I'd hope he'd come out to the Kings. He's living down at West Beach with his wife, Ash. Yep. Um, so uh, I think they've got some exciting times coming ahead as well. Um, we'll let viewers put um, put those pieces together, or the yep. listeners, sorry. We'll let them. Yep. Um, not to reveal any secrets, I haven't said anything <laughs> here. But, um, <coughs> but yeah, I'd, it'd be great if he came out and um, had a kick with us. Um, you know, I've always wanted to play a game with him again. Haven't played together since the 2007 Intercol. Yeah, and at Westminster, I think there's a um, classic photo of us looking pretty, um, pretty down after a loss. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to be able to play with him again one day. Probably um, would have to push up and play a bit of A grade though if I was to play with him. But um, it'd be great to see him around the club and 
Um, I'm sure whatever he chooses to do will be a good decision and it'd be great to see him just playing footy again regardless. So yeah. Well, yeah. We, know, we know you can play centre-half back now, so you can head back. We've got to play B-grade together, imagine. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, and um, I guess how long do you see yourself playing for the Kings? Um, I'll touch wood. I, I'd love to continue as, um, as long as possible, um, as long as the body's staying fit, like I said, and still contributing. I don't want to sort of be one of those players who's just sort of um, – you know, going through the motions, not getting much of a kick and not having much of an impact and taking a young guy's spot. But if I can stay, um, you know, reasonably fit and the eyes and the hands still feel good and, you know, still putting a few kicks through the goals, you know, even... And I guess um, it was sad to see Smedgy retire the other day, but I was thinking, I guess he never really truly retired because even once he finished, I feel like I'd be the sort of guy that would put my hand up to fill in for a team that needs yeah. it on a given day. Um but when I, as I, if I keep playing in the next, and I think I will keep playing in the next couple of years, I still want to um, get the most out of myself and do it properly. I won't do it half-heartedly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, keen to go as long as we can uh, keep ticking the legs over. For sure. All right. Sounds good to me. Very excited to see what happens. Well, um, yeah, do you want to leave us with anything before you head off? No, it's great to be back. Um, I know there's a lot of other players that we would like to get through the, uh, the pod, but, you know, absolute honour to be on here twice. It's, um, you know, gone from strength to strength. I remember coming in for a little 15-minute chat with, um, you know, Chucky's equipment, but um, which was excellent. But now we've got the um, really serious setup going. The old Roycaster Pro. Yeah, Fred's just got it all going yeah, on now. That's good. And you've got your segments and you've got the drip of the week and it's just, you know, it's an honour to be on. And, you know, particularly in the lead-up to exciting time, finals time. And um, I hope no one takes it for granted this week because, mm. you know, it, it can take a long time to get into a final series. We're lucky that we've had a couple of good years. Yeah. But um, it's really important we make the most of these opportunities and hopefully yeah. in two weeks' time we've got um, you know, a celebratory podcast to talk about yes. a couple of flags. Yes. Take That's from us, finals don't come every year. No. <laughs> no. They certainly don't. Definitely <laughs> not. No, no. Um, it's been great to have you on and really excited for the weekend. Obviously, you know, you mentioned before, a job to do on Saturday, but in the end, 250 games. Great achievement. Massive achievement. Should be so super you be really proud. proud of yourself. And um, yeah, can't wait to get done. Thanks, boys. I'll see you on the 300 edition podcast. <laughs> That'll be good. Thanks, Sucks. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, what an interview. Great to have him back. Speaks very well, doesn't he, Brad? He does. He does. He just keeps talking and talking. I love it. It's, well, he speaks very well, like I said. <laughs> he, um, he was a great guest to have on. And, you know, he touched on, um, didn't get a chance to say it during that interview, Brad, but. He he touched on, you know, really embracing going back to the B grade. And, yep. and from speaking to a few of the guys in the B grade, um, that's actually one of the first things they mentioned to me was the way Tucker takes it in his stride and his attitude doesn't waver from one grade to another as long as he's playing his best footy and he gives it his all. So um, I know the B grade boys are super appreciative to have him in there and his attitude and his commitment to the club. And, yeah, we love everything he does. Yeah, it's great. Um Sucks has been excellent servant for the club. Yep. I'd say. And um, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully he's he's around for a long time. Yes. Sure he will be. Uh let's get on to just we'll finish off with the wine sale, of course, finishing on Sunday. Yep. Very important. We That's buy it. our wine. If you don't, you're an idiot. Yep. Gotta mention Rick Slaway, twenty five percent off the entire range, all things Kings and Capitals. Yep. And uh, have you got anything you want to leave us with? What have I have I got anything to tell you? Ah, oh, not really, Brad. Um, just trying to think. Has anything gone on in my life? I was, I was, I was almost in a car crash today. Oh, were you? First thing at my car park on yep. Wakefield, Wakefield Road. Yep. And um, you know, 
it was probably my, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the guy, and the guy's just, he's gone so quick. And I was like, a car was blocking one lane, so I had to like reach out. It was, it was hard. Yeah. It was a hard situation being. And I stopped, <laughs> and he's gone zooming past, slams on the brakes, and then he gets out of his car. Yeah. I'm like, you're not doing this, are you? Like, not here. Yeah. But my work's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you're not doing this. And, and he walks about three paces towards my car. Yeah. Looking so angry. And I'm like, like my hands are out. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to try and beat me up? Like, what's going to happen? Do you walk back? <laughs> yeah, walk back. See, that's the most <laughs> foolish move ever, Bretta. Because you know what I see? What I hear in that situation is one man's out of his car and one man's in his car. Yeah. And you know what hurts? What? Getting hit, getting hit, <laughs> yeah, getting hit exactly. by a car. Exactly. Stupid decision. Exactly. So um, that's where my mind would have went, but it probably gives a bit of insight to how I think. Exactly. Now I've got nothing for you this week, Brad. Um, as you mentioned, there's been a few things go on, but can't really allude to them <laughs> as I'm not actually sure who listens to this podcast anymore. <laughs> Neither am I, to be honest. Neither am I. We hope. Might be just us two. I feel like Will Smith in... Um, uh, <laughs> What's that movie? The one with the... Um, yeah. uh, the I'm Legend. I'm Legend, that's it. You know when he's like... Try, he's the last one. He's trying to connect with people on the radio. I feel like that's us on this podcast now. If you're out there, contact, please contact us. Legit, we've been a fair amount like actually not sure. Because Brandon doesn't even look at the inside, which I don't blame him at all. <laughs> don't look at the insides. So if you're, if you're still out there... Let us know. Let us know. Please Send do. us some Morse code or something. Please, please do. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure tonight, Karen. It has been. Hope you have a good night. I'm tired. Goodbye. Love you. Love you too.